Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Happy Friday morning. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm not Deb Valentine. I'm Frank Diaz with your new sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. And this is our last stand for New York. Representative Lee Zeldin in New York was attacked on stage during a a speech upstate last night. The Supreme Court refused yesterday to reinstate President Biden's immigration arrest limit policy. The latest January 6th hearing highlighted what Donald Trump did between his speech and his tweet telling rioters to go home. Former First Lady Melania Trump told Fox News she would have denounced the Capitol riots if she knew about them immediately. Interim Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz says, You haven't seen the last of closures for the coffee chain. Well, new video shows New York Republican gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin was attacked on stage by a man with a weapon as he was giving a speech to supporters in upstate New York. However, he managed to escape uninjured. Zeldin, a U.S. representative for Long Island, was at an event in Monroe County Thursday evening when a man climbed on stage and appeared to begin wrestling the congressman. A video of the event in Fairport posted on Twitter showed the man appearing to grab Zeldin's arm and the two fell to the ground as other people tried to intervene. And there's only, there's only one... Zeldin's campaign said the man tried to stab the candidate but was unable to after Zeldin grabbed his wrist to stop him. Several other individuals could be seen coming to assist in subduing the man. New York GOP Chair Nick Langworthy said Zeldin had just a little scrape but wasn't what anyone would consider an injury. The chair said he was told Zeldin's running mate, former New York Police Department Deputy Inspector Allison Esposito, was there and among those who helped subdue him. Well, the Supreme Court Thursday refused to reinstate the Biden administration's policy limiting immigration arrests after a Texas district judge said the guidance to deportation officers violated federal laws. The court instead said it will hear the merits of the case in December. The practical result is the administration will not be able to implement the strategy for the rest of the year. This comes after DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas on Tuesday said the border was secure. The border is secure. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. That has been a historic challenge. The Biden administration had protested that it was unfair to allow a single district judge to disrupt the executive branch's immigration priorities. On a nationwide basis, the vote was 5-4. to four. Justices Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Amy Coney Barrett, and Ketanji Brown-Jackson indicated they would have granted the administration's request to put the lower court ruling on hold and allow the administration to go forward with its policy while deciding the merits of the case. It was Jackson's first recorded vote since she joined the court on June 30th. Well, the January 6th committee held its eighth public hearing last night, the latest in a series of high-profile productions laying out the case 
in the riot that was the result of then-President Donald Trump's attempts to overturn the election. The primetime hearing focused on what happened during the 187 minutes between Trump's speech during what he encouraged supporters to march to the Capitol and his tweet encouraging rioters to head home. Here's Illinois Representative Adam Kinzinger. President Trump did not fail to act during the 187 minutes between leaving the ellipse and telling the mob to go home. He chose not to act. Committee member Representative Elaine Luria said that Trump was taken back to the White House after his speech. She also said that within 15 minutes of leaving the stage, a White House aide told Trump the Capitol was under attack. She said the witnesses told the committee that the then president went to a dining room off the Oval Office where he watched Fox News for two and a half hours. Several witnesses with firsthand knowledge of what happening, what was happening inside the White House told the committee that Trump did not place a single call to any of his law enforcement or national security officials as the Capitol attack was unfolding. This according to previously seen un- unseen video testimony playing during Thursday's hearing. Sarah Matthews, a former Trump deputy press secretary, also testified that Trump could have made a statement to Americans and stopped the violence almost instantly if he wanted to. She testified that Trump was resisting sending a message of peace to rioters. Well, former First Lady Melania Trump said that she was fulfilling her official duties as First Lady on January 6th, telling Fox News Digital exclusively that she had been fully informed of the events taking place at the Capitol during the day. She would have immediately denounced the violence. Trump's comments come after her former chief of staff, Stephanie Grisham, publicly alleged that the former first lady did not immediately sign off on a statement condemning the Capitol riot. The former first lady added that, quote, this is a very significant undertaking and requires great care, attention to detail and concentration, both in the planning and execution. Trump went on to say that she has always been very supportive of my former chief of staff, Stephanie Grisham. Grisham spoke to CNN back in October. I had been trying to resign actually for the past six, seven months, and um, she had always talked me out of it and, and you know, asked me to stay strong. I actually had a resignation letter in a folder with no date for the last four months of the administration that I, I just wanted to hand over if, if necessary. It was that bad for me. Grisham started her White House tenure in the First Lady's office and later served as White House Press Secretary following Sarah Sanders' departure during the summer of 2019. Well, Starbucks may not be done closing stores over safety concerns. Starbucks is a window into America. We have stores in every community, and we are facing things in which the stores were not built for. And so we're listening to our people and closing stores, and this is just the beginning. There are going to be many more. That was interim CEO Howard Schultz in a video posted to Twitter last week. Starbucks said last week it's closing 16 stores over safety concerns. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We got a heat advisory until Sunday evening. Uh, You're going to be sweating all weekend. Today, sunny with a high near 94. Later tonight, clear, a little bit cooler, low around 77. Saturday, back up temps again, sunny with a high near 95. Right now, it's 80 degrees and clear at 5.08. Well, the White House assures Americans that President Biden can still perform his duties despite being diagnosed with COVID-19. 
This as we hear from 77 WBC's Bob Brown. Doctors say the president is a little fatigued with a dry cough and runny nose. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says the president is still able to perform his duties while he's in isolation. Look, the president could be a president anywhere, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter where he's located. He has the technology. He has uh, the tools, uh, what he needs, the communications, uh, what he needs to continue to doing his job. Biden's the second sitting president to get the virus. Doctors say the 79-year-old president is at low risk because he's fully vaccinated and has had two boosters. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. White House says Biden will continue to isolate as he performs his duties. Well, speaking of Biden, his approval rating among Americans has dropped to 31 percent, hitting a new all time low of his presidency. This according to a new poll, the Quinnipiac University survey released on Wednesday also revealed the president's support among Hispanics stands just at 19%, while 71% of Americans say they don't want Biden to seek re-election in 2024. Among Democrats, only 40% said they would like to see him run again, while 54% do not want Biden to be the Democratic nominee. According to the poll, 6 in 10 voters say they did not want to see former President Donald Trump run in the next presidential election. However, 69% of the Republicans that voted would like to see Trump as the GOP nominee, while 27% would not. When asked if the election were held today, which party voters would like to see control the U.S. House of Representatives, respondents were torn between parties with a roughly 50-50 split. Former President Donald Trump's advisor Steve Bannon's legal team opted not to present a defense case on Thursday as the one-time White House strategist stands on trial on two counts contempt of congress attorney evan corcoran initially asked u.s district judge carl nichols to issue a direct acquittal insisting that the justice department had not proved the case against the former breitbart executive chairman before arresting for the defense nichols said he would later rule on the motion before dismissing the jury a couple of hours later and instructing them to return today for instructions closing arguments and the potential start of deliberations Bannon's legal team has argued that their client did not defy a subpoena from the House Select Committee investigating last year's Capitol riot, claiming the deadline for him was to sit for a deposition and hand over documents was fluid as long as lawyers from both sides were negotiating. Following Thursday's proceedings, Bannon briefly spoke to reporters. I stand with Trump and the Constitution. The content of Congress charges stem from Bannon's refusal to honor the subpoena last fall after he maintained he was protected by the 45th president's claim of executive privilege. Well, heart-wrenching video has emerged of the Texas cop whose wife was among the 21 slaughtered in Uvalde being held back from rushing in to help after finding out his wife was shot. School officer Ruben Ruiz was one of the first to respond to Rob Elementary School repeatedly alerting SWAT teams and officers in charge that the mass shooter was his, in his wife, Eva Morales's classroom. The new body cam footage shows that he tried to get through a group of heavily armed fellow officers, who then waited in the hallway for 77 minutes before finally confronting the crazed gunman, Salvador Ramos. <laughs> Ruben, 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 Ruben. Ruiz pleaded with them to let him through as an officer put his hand on his shoulder to stop him. Ruiz was prevented from acting at the same time as desperate parents outside the building. Clash with cops preventing them from storming inside and trying to rescue their kids themselves. 
Well, one mom told ABC's Good Morning America that reporting her son to the police felt necessary after she found signs her son was planning a killing spree and attack on his school and home. Nicole Schubert, who first told the Wall Street Journal about her story, said she was cleaning her home in 2019 when she found her son's journal with plans that outlined how he would have killed her at home first and then attacked his Washington high school where he was a 17-year-old senior at the time. And he told me, if I do this interview today, I will not talk to you for a very, very long time. If there's a possibility to save even one one person, one child, I think it's worth it. Schubert said seeing what her son wrote was devastating. Her son, who contends the journal writings were a fantasy and story and not a real plan, was arrested and pleaded guilty to a felony charge for threatening to bomb or injure property and misdemeanors for harassment. He underwent a mental evaluation, completed a rehabilitation program and community service afterward. In the wake of recent mass shootings, Schubert said he wants other parents to pay attention to warning signs. Well, the spokesperson for Russia's foreign ministry lashed out yesterday at the United States characterizing basketball star Brittany Griner's jailing on drug charges as, quote, wrongful detention, saying it shows disrespect for Russian law. Greiner has been jailed since she was arrested in mid-February at a Moscow airport after vape canisters containing cannabis oil were found in her luggage. The Phoenix Mercury standout and two-time Olympic gold medalist acknowledged in court this month that she had the canisters but said she had no intent to break the law. She faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted. Her trial scheduled to resume on Tuesday WBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert told NBA TV what the league is doing to bring Griner home. There's not a day that goes by that we're not working on Brittany Griner, um, working with the special presidential envoy for hostage affairs of the State Department. Um, just, it's very complex, as you can imagine, legally, geopolitically, diplomatically. So we're working with the experts on this. It's unclear how long the trial will last, but a court has authorized Griner's detention until December 20th. I'm Frank Diaz, 77 WBC Time Check, 515. Now let's head over to my left shoulder with Justin Ellick. I heard we got some sports back after some days of donuts. Yeah, we got some baseball yesterday. Uh, nothing to really write home about. The Yankees got swept in a doubleheader against the Astros. Uh, you know, a rival, uh, you know, that might be an overstatement at this point, as the Astros have absolutely dominated the Yankees all season long which is something any other team in in the major leagues couldn't really say. The Yanks still stand at NLB best 64 and 30 overall and the Strohs are creeping closer at 61 and 32 themselves. Game 1 saw New York lose in heartbreaking fashion as Houston walked it off on Michael King in the bottom of the ninth to win it 3 to 2. Game 2 brought significantly more offense from both sides, but the Yanks still fell short 7 to 5 in the end. The brightest spot of the trip to Houston for the Bombers came on this Aaron Judge MLB leading 34th homer of the season to cut the Astros lead to two with one out in the ninth. Driven deep to left field. There it goes. See ya. Up against the windows. A long home run for Judge. A three-run shot. Astros seven. Yankees five. Oh, that call courtesy of the Yes Network with the great Michael Kay. It was all for naught, though, as Houston secures a season series win over New York, going 5-2 and two overall. The Astros are indeed the Yankees' kryptonite and have been for several seasons now, but manager Aaron Boone reminded Yankees fans of one important factoid, that none of this matters until the two teams probably meet in the playoffs. Boone said, quote, it's not going to matter unless it's October. If we happen to come back here in October, we're going to show up. 
we're going to expect to win. As for the Metropolitans, they get their second half of their 2022 uh, season kicked off tonight in Queens as they're set to host the San Diego Padres. Mets have yet to name a starter that will go head-to-head with San Diego's U Darvish. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. I saw you do a little dance a few seconds ago. Yeah, I like to you know get my jitterbug going. Oh, we don't have hour. any cameras, unfortunately. Oh well, it gets right. me going. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Yeah, for your amusement, Frank. Uh, of course, of course. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. We got that heat advisory till about Sunday evening. Today, sunny, a high near ninety-four. Tonight, mostly clear, a low of around seventy-seven. Tomorrow, sunny. With a high near 95, you're going to be sweating a lot this weekend. Right now, about 80 degrees and clear outside the 77 WABC studios. Let's head over to Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street riding a three-day win streak into today's session. All major indexes finishing higher yesterday. The Nasdaq driven by solid technology gains and a good day for electrical vehicle companies. Tesla shares up 10%. Rivian stock up 3%. The declining dollar helped the tech-heavy index and most big technology companies that depend on revenue outside the U.S. Initial jobless claims hitting the highest level since mid-November last week. Another sign the labor market is cooling. Claims total 251000 for the week ending July. 16th, but up only 7,000 from the previous week. A big week of earnings wrapping up today. Verizon, American Express, and Twitter starting things off at the opening bell. The social network company will give investors a better idea of where it stands amid the ongoing Elon Musk takeover contest. That contest going to court in October. Convenience store chain 7-Eleven cutting more than 800 corporate jobs. Part of the company's restructuring. 7-Eleven stock yesterday up a half percent. Please join me three times each weekday right here on this station. This is the Lou Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Dow futures looking a little lower this morning. Dow Jones down about 0.02%. S&P down about a quarter of a percent. NASDAQ down about a half percent. Gold up about a quarter of a percent. Silver down almost two-fifths of one percent. Crude oil up Point five percent to ninety six thirty nine. Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to one hundred ninety five dollars for the twenty twenty three tax year. Oh yeah! Sign up at Robinhood.com/slash/boost-by-tax-day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. The WABC Early News. All storms in the extreme heat wave caused power problems for Con Edison customers in New York yesterday. Most of the issues after, uh, and, excuse me, most of the issues yesterday were in the Throgs Neck section of the Bronx. It started with just the heat. But storms rolled in and a tree fell on power lines. About 3,000 customers had lost power. Con Edison said the storms caused electricity issues in the Bronx while the extreme heat and stress on the grid caused about 520 customers to lose power in Astoria. Mayor Eric Adams visited a cooling center in Washington Heights yesterday. It's cool in there, but it's doing something else. Once people come inside, they get access to information, English as a second language, using computers, getting books, uh, this holistic approach of what this library team and the assemblymen, what we're saying, let's open all these resources up, every opportunity we have. So this was a real win. 
More than 5,000 Con Edison customers out of roughly 3.5 million were impacted during the height of Thursday's outages. New York City Emergency Management has extended a heat advisory until Sunday, as I mentioned earlier. Well, more on the heat wave, Mayor Eric Adams announced that dozens of additional New York buildings will lower their energy use due to the impending heat wave with 90-degree temperatures expected throughout the rest of the week. The effort is part of the city's demand response program aimed at reducing energy consumption to safeguard the electrical grid. As more and more New Yorkers turn up their air conditioners to beat the heat, the mayor also touted hydration in a video he posted to Twitter on Wednesday. Hey, tap into good health. I never head out without my New York City tap water. Hot outside. I urge every New Yorker to drink up. Tap water is the best. There are 555 city facilities participating in the program this summer, according to Adams of those 90 are new participants. Adams also encouraged New Yorkers to visit pools, beaches, and cooling centers that are open throughout the five boroughs. City officials predict that the program will reduce energy consumption by 115 megawatts during peak demand this summer. Well, police are searching for a man who tried to rape a woman on Manhattan's Upper West Side, and police are hoping surveillance video will lead to an arrest. Authorities say a 33-year-old woman was walking in front of 137 West 69th Street just before 1 a.m. Wednesday when a suspect on a scooter approached the victim from behind, grabbed her, and dragged her to a secluded area before taking off on his scooter. EMS responded and treated her on the scene for cuts and scratches. The incident has many on high alert, especially after this past weekend when a man tackled and raped a woman early Saturday at West 82nd Street in Central Park West. Then an hour later, police say the same man forcibly grabbed another woman on the Lower East Side. He's also linked to another assault back in May. Upper West Side resident Beth Rubin spoke to ABC7. Some of it is mental health care um, because I think a lot of these people have mental health issues. There are a lot of police around, so but the police can't be everywhere. It's unfortunate, and I think you know everybody just has to be very aware. You can see video and images of both suspects on WABCRadio.com. Well, a man was spit on and assaulted with an expandable baton on a Brooklyn subway train Wednesday morning, and police are also hoping this surveillance video will lead to an arrest of his attacker. Happened on a southbound N train near the Fort Hamilton Avenue subway stop. Authorities say the suspect approached the 41-year-old victim from behind and spit in his face. When the victim began recording him, the man pulled out the collapsible baton and began hitting him before punching him in the face. The victim was hospitalized and is expected to recover. Anyone with information is asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS or you can submit your tips by logging on to the Crime Stoppers website at crimestoppers.nypdonline.org or on Twitter at NYPD Tips. You can see video of this attack on WABCRadio.com as well. Still some more chaos over in the subways. A homeless man is dead after he fell on the tracks in a Times Square subway station Thursday morning and was electrocuted. The man's clothing reportedly caught fire in the incident. It happened just after 730 in the morning at the West 42nd Street and Port Authority subway station. The man apparently opened a grate on the street above the subway station and crawled into it. He was roaming around the tunnel and somehow fell onto the tracks. 
He hit the electrified third rail of the northbound local A-line track. Power to the rail was turned off, and EMTs were able to resuscitate the man, but he died on his way to Bellevue Hospital. The victim has not been identified. He was only described as a man approximately in his 40s. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York Governor Kathy Hochul appeared together at the Javits Center yesterday to discuss the city's bid to host the 2024 Democratic National Convention. The city formally launched its bid back in May, proposing Madison Square Garden as the primary event site, with the Javits Center available to host different parts of the convention. Organizers say the proposal will allow all convention events to take place within a 20-minute walking distance of each other. Here's Adams. This is a great moment for America and when New York rises, like in 9-11, we rose on 9-12. Once again, uh, I say COVID was not terrorism, but it brought terror. And we showed the country the invincibility of this country. And now in the convention, and even when we lead up to it, we're going to show once again that this party is the party of the future. The 2020 DNC was held at the Chase Center in Wilmington, Delaware. New York is one of four cities that submitted a bid to host the 2024 event, along with Atlanta, Chicago, and Houston. The DNC is expected to choose a host city by early next year. Manhattan hasn't hosted a major party's national nominating convention since 2004 when President George W. Bush accepted the Republican Party's nod for his reelection bid. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, there's a heat advisory until Sunday evening, I can feel the heat emanating from the window to my right. Today, sunny with a high near 94. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 77. Saturday, sunny with a high near 95. Right now, 79 degrees and clear outside the 77 WABC studios. Well, the water isn't the only place that you might be afraid of sharks in. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has more. It's that time of year again. Shark Week is almost upon us. This year, it hits close to home with all the shark sightings and encounters on Long Island. New Yorkers may have to peek through their fingers when watching starting this Sunday. One type of shark has even learned how to get around on land. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is hosting this year. You can watch or not on the Discovery Channel starting July 24th. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. I love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Martino tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in store by phone or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com, I-T-A-L-O, FineFoods.com. Tell them Vinny Madunio and WABC sent you. Manja.